Ivan was alone in the castle. His wife, the fair and fierce princess, had gone to war with her armies. She had left Ivan just one instruction. He was not to climb the tallest turret of the tallest tower. Weeks passed, and Ivan grew bored. He remembered his wife's command, but his curiosity conquered all. Ivan climbed the tallest turret of the tallest tower. At the top, he found a chamber, and within, a starving prisoner. Please, water. Ivan was moved by the sight and fetched a cup of water. The prisoner drank it all, but then he suddenly transformed, for the prisoner was none other than the dreaded Cochet the Deathless. You fool, he cried, now you will never see your wife again. With that he bounded through the open window and swept like a whirlwind into the sky, and soon he would have the princess in his grasp. He was ever to rescue his beloved wife, a long and dangerous adventure lay ahead. Ivan's quest had begun. The story of Ivan and Koshe the Deathless is an old Slavic tale. But all human beings are storytellers. Throughout history and across civilizations, humans have told one another stories. Stories of good and evil, of great deeds and lost causes. Stories of our past, our futures, and who we are now. Stories are a way we explore what it means to be human. We live today in a culture saturated with narrative and story. But in the days before mass media, the internet, film camera, even the printing press, the need for story was no less. When the ability to read and write was given to very few, tales were spread by word of mouth. With each telling, a detail here might change, or something there might be forgotten and replaced with something new. And in this process of mutation, these stories became something else. Something not stemming from one mind or one pen, but something instead that was the product of a collective, of particular people, at a particular place and time. They became myths. Myths tell us who we are. We use stories to explain to ourselves why we do things in certain ways. They tell us about part of ourselves that's emotion, that's not entirely rational. Things can happen in myths on a much grander scale. Emotions are heightened, drama is heightened. Myths tell us an awful lot about our desire for justice, the desire for truth, the desire for different sorts of virtues, and about how and why we go on journeys and what we actually do on the journey in order to return home. It tells us what our values are. It tells us how we treat strangers, how we treat our family, how we worship the gods, what happens if we don't. They are embedded in our cultural psyche, whether we realise it or not. 
more exciting than tales of great heroes and the foes they encounter in their adventures. Such heroic quests are found in tales from cultures across the globe and throughout history. But there are often striking similarities between such stories. The mighty warrior is all but invulnerable to harm. The witches and wizards who help or hinder. The menacing giants. The beguiling temptations. The journeys into dark caves or into the depths of the underworld. All are found in tales from different cultures and different times. But what if there was more to these echoes than mere coincidence? That was the belief of an American mythologist named Joseph Campbell. From an early age, Campbell was obsessed with mythology. As a young man in the 1930s, he spent years examining ancient texts from around the world. It was in this period of intense study that a theory formed in his mind. It was a theory that would make him famous. In the countless stories that he read and analyzed, Campbell thought he spotted something. A pattern. 